Reach this Mubarak 29th night of Ramadan. Allah Ta'ala is the one who brought us here. Alhamdulillah, Ladi Hadana Lihada wa Makuna Linahtadiya Lola and Hadana Allah. Inshallah, we make dua that Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala makes everybody who uh, prayed in this night and everybody who made dua in this night and everybody who's listening to this whenever they listen later on, inshallah, by the barakah of this Mubarak month and this Mubarak night. Allah write them from the forgiven and Allah Ta'ala write them from those who are accepted and Allah write them from amongst those people who receive his ridha that ridha which is described in the Quran min Allahi akbar, and that it is greater than any other thing that a person can have uh, one may say well Jannah is greater Jannah is nothing except for a particular tajalli and manifestation of Allah's ridha when you have the entire ridha your Jannah is there and it's here and it's everywhere uh, your uh, your your Jannah is everywhere your eyes are see they will see nur and your hands will touch nur and your uh, tongue will speak nur and your ears will hear nur and everything will be uh, khair and barakah that we ask Allah Ta'ala to give us like that like he gave to the companions of the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam such a such a rida that he said do whatever you want to after this day and you're forgiven may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala write from his karam uh, for us like that even though we admit that we are the uh, you know we did nothing to earn it and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us from his uh, mercy and from his lutf and from his generosity akram al akramin such that uh, uh, that we are the tajalli of his sifa and uh, his judgment is not the tajalli of our uh, action or our worth bi fadlihi wa minnatihi wa karamihi وهو أكرم الأكرمين ورحم الراحمين هو الذي كتب على نفسه الرحمة وهو الذي رحمته سبقت كل شيء بفضله. so we continue uh, reading about شعبد القادر جيلاني رحمه الله تبارك وتعالى uh, uh, under the heading in مولانا سيد أبو الحسن علي ندويس saviors of the Islamic spirit of concern for moral rectitude Extremely solicitous of eradicating the moral laxity and viciousness produced by uh, ever-increasing opulence, luxury, and indolence in the metropolis of Islam, Shah Abdul Qadir sometimes came out with the most severe criticism of the then society, giving expression to his heartfelt misery over the sinful ways of the people. This was the impassioned appeal made by Shah Abdul Qadir in one of his sermons. Quote, the edifice of faith built by the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa is being demolished brick by brick, and now it is about to fall to pieces. Come, O mankind, to rebuild what has been dismantled and renovate that which has been laid to waste. Until this task is completed, we have to work jointly as a team. Come to my aid, O sun, uh, O moon, and O stars. Uh, end quote. Again, he says in a sermon, quote, Islam is shedding tears. Its wail of woe is on account of the blasphemous hypocrites and innovators who are practicing a pious fraud by attributing things uh, to it that don't belong to Islam. Look at your predecessors. They lived like you but enjoined uh, the right and forbidden, for, for, uh, prohibited the wrong. But you have forgotten them altogether and so, uh, so soon after their death. 
Do you uh, not know that even uh, a dog is faithful to his master? <clears throat> he guards his fields and the cattle uh, and is pleased to see his master, although he does not get more than a few crumbs in the evening. You are favored with the bounties of God, but quite the other way. You are neither thankful to him, nor do you dutifully perform the task assigned to you. Instead, what you do is break his commandments and transgress the limits of the sharia. End quote. Uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us. Allah ta'ala forgive us. Uh, this is, uh, you know, the fikr of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Because we have a lot of people who are ready to hawk, uh, you know, Protestant work ethic, uh, uh, Judeo-Christian work ethic, uh, prosperity, gospel, Islam, and you know the Prophet Sallallahu wasn't wasn't down for that. You know what did he say to what did he say to the companions of the Allah Anhum and saying that Abu Ubaidah ibn al Jarrah came back from Bahrain with the tribute, uh, uh, with the uh, money of tribute, and that the people lined up to take. He smiled and he says, "Don't worry, everyone will get as much as they need in order to take care of their needs and maybe a little bit more even." Uh, he says, he says, he says, he, he says that malfaqru aksha alaykum. He says it's not the poverty that I, I fear for you. Uh, and when he says you here, it's the entire ummah. He says it's not poverty that I fear for you. Rather, it's the dunya and tubsata alaykum kama busitat ala ladina min qablikum that it should uh, be unfolded and displayed to you. Uh, like it was unfolded in front of those who came before you. And that you should, that you should vie with one another for it, like they vied with one another for it. It was a mutual competition. Everybody was just there to see how much they could grab, how much they could get. Um, and uh, that's all. Uh, and that it will then subsequently destroy you just like it destroyed them and so the, the you know rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam was not concerned with gdp and like uh you know the bottom line and that everybody should uh, you know drive a particular year of a car and that everyone should have like a you know huge house and that everyone should have a particular type of lawnmower and a particular type of sneakers on his feet um, those were people of substance. They didn't define themselves by what they consumed because they actually had worth inside of their hearts. They could give less of a damn by, you know, about uh, about a person's, uh, you know, what they consume. Uh, they didn't view them based on that. But nowadays, you know, this is this is a sickness that's inside of us. And I'm not saying it to say that having a nice car is haram or having a nice house is haram. It's not. Um, but the issue is this, is that when you start seeing people who uh, value themselves and then value other people, they choose who they want to marry and who they want to marry their daughters. They choose, uh, you know, who they want to be friends with and uh, they choose who's worthy of their friendship and they choose who's good in their heart and who's not, who's a person of value and who's not uh, based on their consumption patterns and their level of consumption. Then know that uh, Shablu Qadir is talking about you as well. Uh, uh, when he uh, says, uh, he says that what Islam is shedding tears, the, its wail of woe is on account of the blasphemous hypocrites and innovators who are practicing a pious fraud 
by attributing things that do not belong to Islam. If that's what you're doing, it doesn't matter how beardy your beard is and hijabi your hijab is and niqabi your niqab is. It doesn't matter, you know, who your tariqah is and who you call CD and what, how nice your, uh, you know, sibha or your topi and, and uh, you know, whatever Islam vacations that you take, uh, hajj groups and umrah groups. He's talking about you if that's the case. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us all. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us all. Allah give us all the tawfiq to reform our ways and to walk the path of righteousness before it's too late Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us something better Allah make us people who have uh, true uh, value and true worth and dignity inside of their hearts and inside of who they are and inside of their deeds uh, so that we don't need to uh, you know send each other Instagram pictures of what we ate for dinner and then judge one another Reform and renovation. The impressive sermons of Shah Abdul Qadir were a source of inspiration to innumerable persons in Baghdad. These enabled thousands to offer earnest repentance for their sins, but in order to build up a moment aiming at a widespread and permanent reform of the social, moral, uh, and spiritual life of the people, it was necessary to find out a way whereby more durable relations could be fostered between mentor and the disciple. Uh, and at the same time, arrangements could also be made for the religious education and training of the latter. As it were, the discourses did not provide a permanent link between the speaker and the audience. People came to these meetings, listened to the sermons, and left uh, 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 to come back again or not at their sweet will. Many of uh, them persisted in the way uh, uh, they had been treading along without paying any heed to the call of the reformer to purify their souls and to rectify their moral behavior. Uh, religious seminaries, yani madaris, and uh, educational institutions too did not provide an answer to the problem because of the vast population of Muslims and the mundane preoccupations of the people. Not everyone's going to become a scholar, basically. Uh, the problem of making arrangements for a continued and concerted effort for the education and training of the people in religious tenets and practices and infusing a breath of new life in the vast numbers spread over far-off lands defied a solution in the absence of a truly Islamic uh, polity. The foremost business, or rather the end of the caliphate, was, in the words of Umar ibn Abdul Aziz, to guide the people in moral rectitude rather than to collect revenues and uh, uh, revenues for the state and for uh, uh, the furtherance of the administration. The then uh, Muslim states were, however, not only indifferent to this fundamental objective, but they were also extremely allergic to any movement. Uh, uh, or criticism on this score which could pose a threat to their political supremacy. Thus, these governments, being suspicious of all efforts being made for the resurgence of Islam and its spirit, uh, and erroneously taking these movements uh, as designed to help build up political leadership, lost no time at all in crushing them. Uh, which, unfortunately, sounds very familiar to the time and the place uh, we, we live in. In these circumstances, there was no way left to revivify the religious spirit and fill the people with an enthusiasm, zeal, and self-confidence for the reintroduction of the precepts of Islam in their daily life. The only alternative was to call upon the people to take an oath of allegiance for this purpose. You see, you know, he's saying that, like, you know, just going to bands at your will and, like, uh, f clicking on SoundCloud links and YouTube links and 
you know, uh, deciding whether I want to go and hear the Juma Khutbah or not. Uh, it's he basically saying it's it's not enough. The Mashaykh understood that, that that wasn't enough. You needed a more durable link. And that durable link people used to have was with the state. Not because that's what the state is supposed to be. Uh, uh, the, that the state is supposed to teach you a religion. But in fact, that the point of the state is the religion. And when the point of the state isn't the religion, when it's just to hang on to power or to make money or to do whatever, which is uh, something that happened, uh, uh, you know, with a few, I guess, a few uh, uh, gaps of wakefulness. But essentially, since the time of the Khulafa Rashidun, uh, uh, you know, since the point of the state was politics uh, uh, more so than, than religion, with few exceptions since then, um, the state no longer fulfilled that 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 function. And when the state when the state is literally the um, <clears throat> communal expression of Islam. Uh, then, then it is again a khilafa rashida, uh, and it has nothing to do with whether the ruler is the son of the previous ruler or not, or whether it's democracy or not, or whether it's dictatorship or not, or any of those things. Uh, it's more of an usuli principle-based uh, based analysis. Following in the footsteps of the Messenger of Allah, it had become necessary that a spiritual guide uh, uh, of moral excellence should obtain an oath or a bay'ah, uh, an oath of allegiance, uh, as it was called, from the people willing to offer their sincere penitence and undertaking to lead a virtuous life in, in the future in accordance with the directions of their mentor. If placing oneself under the instruction of an inspired guide meant that he was fairly uh, started upon his journey to the end, uh, meaning to the goal of purification of spirit and moral rectitude, the oath of allegiance enjoined a much more onerous responsibility on the mentor himself. Uh, the guide or spiritual teacher had to uh, lead the wandering soul of the disciple taking the bay'ah stage by stage uh, from cleansing uh, his spiritual impurities, renouncing the love of worldly temptations and desires, wealth and honor, infusing uh, a spirit of moral uprightness and correct ethical behavior following uh, the teachings contained in the Quran and the Sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ to the illumination of the pupil's soul. This was, in truth, what the bay'ah meant and by which the inspired souls tried to infuse uh, uh, into their disciples through preaching and personal example, loving care uh, uh, and unalloyed sincerity and inner vitality of spirit and strength of moral integrity. As experience shows, the reformers and renovators of the faith did succeed in revivifying the true faith and tapping new sources of popular strength in their own times through this tried and infallible method uh, which uh, copied the procedure and technique followed by the Messenger of Allah وسلم, and the Prophet of Islam. Innumerable persons have been provided with an opportunity uh, uh, of not only adopting a virtuous life through this method, but have also been led to attain uh, even uh, 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 the stage of divine acquaintance, meaning the ma'rifah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the love uh, of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, through uh, the means of inspired guides and teachers uh, whom the mentor par excellence was uh, Sheikh uh, Muhyiddin Abdul Qadir Jailani. 
The history of people subscribing to the faith of Islam will bear witness that no guide with an illuminated soul had been more successful than Shah Abdul Qadir in bringing about a revival and resurgence of the true Islamic spirit. At the same time, the method followed by him is still the easiest and most effective way of filling people with faith and enthusiasm, aiming at the reformation uh, of their lives in accordance with the tenets of Islam. Uh, a few, uh, uh, a few uh, divines and mystics had employed the method of bay'ah as the analysts report before Shah Abdul Qadir, but none uh, uh, had achieved the success that he did. I mean, his whole like mechanism of popular tariqah that you know has become now like a kind of stock. Uh, uh, stock uh, culture of tasawwuf. You know, one thing is that the contents are there from the Prophet وسلم, or at least the useful ones are. Um, but then there's a culture that that it takes afterward, like the culture of the muhaddithin. Um, it has certain customs that were not there from the time of the Prophet وسلم, in order to convey the hadith. So just like the culture of tasawwuf since the time of Shah Abdul Qadir has basically included this bay'ah and tariqah structure. You know, we have uh, brotherhoods that take uh, a pledge of allegiance to the sheikh um, as a guide um, that that structure is essentially it was so popular and so successful with Shah Abdul Qadir that it it uh, basically uh, spreads throughout the Muslim world and is a mainstay of it's a mainstay of, of, of islah and rectification uh, to this day uh, he mentions earlier, you know, that this is an infallible means. I think that that may be just a, a flourish from the translator. Uh, obviously, we don't consider uh, uh, it to be infallible because people have taken bay'ah with their mashaykh and things have gone wrong before, both from the side of the sheikh and from the side of the disciple and uh, oftentimes from both. Um, it has gone sideways before. So I think infallible may be somewhat of an exaggeration. But for those who are looking for the khair, there is a great means of khair if... Uh, people are careful to do this right, to look for the correct sheikh and to be uh, themselves correct in their in their desire for traveling this path as a disciple. Uh, there is great, there is great uh, means of goodness uh, through this method. And uh, you know, I know, I know, I've met a bunch of people in my life for whom this has gone wrong. And uh, all I'll say to you is that fine, do what you like. If you don't want to, uh, you know, try this thing again, that's up to you. Do what, what what you think is best. Everybody has one life, and they have to make choices for themselves based on what they think is best. And uh, I, you know, I can't choose on behalf of another person, nor can they choose on my behalf. But uh, Ghazali rahimahullah taala, he says this one thing that just because something doesn't it makes sense to you doesn't mean it doesn't make sense. Uh, and I'll make qiyas an analogy on that. Say something just because it doesn't work for you doesn't mean that it doesn't work for another person. Uh, so a person should not go around being uh, uh, excessively grumpy and negative. You know, uh, there are some people like that. They had a bad marriage, and so they think that every you know husband or every wife is horrible. You know, it just maybe that was just your lot. Uh, Allah make it easy. And who knows? You know, a person who has holds out faith and who has a good opinion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah ta'ala can give them both a good marriage and a good shaykh in the future. Uh, it, it has happened. It has happened. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give all of us from, 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 from his fadl and the person who holds that hope out in their, in their heart and they, they die looking for it, then, uh, uh, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, is so generous that he's the one who says, 
that whoever dies uh, while making hijra, then the responsibility of completing the reward for the rest of that hijra, then he takes it upon himself. Uh, and so, uh, you know, just have a good opinion. If you don't have a good opinion of people, if you don't have a good opinion of, 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 of men and women, if you don't have a good opinion of the Mulvis, have a good opinion of Allah who can create a good spouse or who could cre create a good sheikh, uh, even if every Mulvi that you met is a detestable halvasaurus. Uh, uh, he, he can create a good one and he has. And those people are the warathatul anbiya and they are there. And even if you can't get to one right now, it doesn't mean that one doesn't exist. Abdul Qadir elaborated and systematized uh, uh, the Sufic practices and made these more wide-based and developed uh, 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 a way to make them more harmonious with the tenets of the Sharia. Countless people were guided through this path of self-discipline, devotion to God, virtuous living during the life of uh, Shah Abdul Qadir, and virtuous living during the life of Shah Abdul Qadir, and after him, his disciples propagated the uh, Tariqa Qadiriya uh, uh, order in uh, uh, almost every uh, country of the Muslim world, every nation. The branches were uh, uh, carried to Yemen, to Hadramaut, to India, to Indonesia, uh, and uh, to the places uh, 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 in Africa uh, where it has helped innumerable people come back to the path of loyalty and obedience to Allah and His Messenger, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Shah Abdul Qadir and his disciples were also successful in con con converting, and still are, by the way, successful in converting a consider considerable number of non-Muslims to Islam. Uh, and you know, there's there's a bunch of disclaimers. I don't want to indulge in them, you know, because I think they should be common sense for a person. Not everybody who takes the name of Shah Abdul Qadir Jailani actually is a representative of his tariqa. Uh, there are many people who use the imagery because powerful imagery, powerful names, powerful emotions connected with these people um, in order to kind of run their own shops. So don't, don't say, oh look, you know, Shah Abdul Qadir was wonderful, and so someone comes and says, I'm a representative of that tariqa. Take bay'a with me and don't just automatically trust them you know test it out for a while see is this person really on that uh, on that manhaj if they are um, inshallah it's khair and barakah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you know give, give, give the good of this world uh, and the hereafter uh, if not you know you, you know the proof is the proof is in the amal it's in the pudding uh, and so uh, you know you probably should just pass the influence of Shah Abdul Qadir the moral and spiritual excellence of Shah Abdul Qadir and his unflinching devotion to Allah, the efficacy of his sermons, the inspiring and regenerating influence exercised by him over the people in his own time, and the upright character and moral rectitude of those who have had the opportunity to be instructed by him, uh, mark him as one of the most eminent uh, men of God born in Islam. He was not only a worker of incessant miracles, as the chroniclers of his time report, but his miracle of miracles lay in his inspiring and impressive teachings, which he uh, made uh, th through which he made thousands turn away from the lust of power and wealth, uh, and to uh, inculcate uh, the true spirit of faith through uh, self-correction and purification of the soul. In short, he was a striking example of the innate power of Islam to produce a true spirit uh, of religion. The passing of Shah Abdul Qadir, uh, rahimahullah ta'ala. Shah Abdul Qadir passed from this world at the age of 90 in 561 after Hijra. An account of his passing has been preserved by his son, Sharafuddin Isa, uh, rahimahullah, who thus writes, during his last illness, 
Abdul Wahab, uh, the brother of Sharafuddin's other son of Shah Abdul Qadir, requested Sheikh Abdul Qadir to give him some advice which he could follow after he passes. The Sheikh replied, Inculcate a deep consciousness of the sublimity and grandeur of Allah. Fear not anyone nor cherish a desire for benefit from anyone save Allah. Entrust all of your needs to Him and have confidence in Him. And whatever you need, place it before Allah with a conviction in the prospect of its fulfillment. Keep yourself constantly occupied with His oneness, His unity, on which there is a consensus. For when the heart is filled with awe, love, and respect for Him, nothing can escape it or get out of it. Thereafter, he asked his sons to clear out, saying, You find me here with yourselves, but I'm really with others. Make room for the angels who are here beside me. You ought to be courteous and pay homage to them. I find blessings from Allah descending here for which you should leave ample space. He saluted from time to time with some invisible beings for a day and a night. Uh, he would say, May uh, uh, the peace and blessings of God be upon you. May God pardon you and me and accept our repentance. Come in the name of Allah and do not go back. Once he said, Woe be unto you, I care not a whit for anything, neither for the angel of death or any other angel. My God has bestowed blessings on me far in excess of you. In the night the sheikh died and gave a loud cry. He lifted and stretched his hand several times. Thereafter he addressed his sons, Abdul Razak and Musa, saying, May God have blessings on you and peace upon you. Pay attention to Allah and grasp his attributes. Then he said, I am just coming to you. Be more kind to me. He remained unconscious for a little while after that. Upon regaining consciousness, he exclaimed, There is much difference between you and me uh, as between the heavens and earth. Don't think of me like anyone else. When Abdul Aziz, one of his sons, asked about his illness, he replied, Don't ask me anything. I am immersed in the gnosis of Allah Almighty. In reply uh, to another question asked by Abdul Aziz, his reply was, Nobody knows my illness, nor can anyone diagnose it, neither jinn, nor men, nor angels. The command of Allah never supersedes his knowledge. The order changes not, uh, 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 changes, but not his knowledge. God may override his command by another one, but never uh, that which is contained in his knowledge. He obliterates or preserves whatever he desires. He is the final authority above whom there is none. Unlike a human being who has to render an account for his actions, Allah is omnipotent. Now I know the secrets of his attributes. They are what they are. One of his sons, Abdul Jabbar, asked him if he had any pain. The Sheikh replied to him, I have pain in my entire body except my heart, which is attuned to Allah. In his last moments, he said, I seek the help of Allah Almighty, save uh, whom there is no other God. Glory, glory uh, be to him, the Most High. He is the ever living, uh, for death seizes him not. Praise be to him, for he is the exalted, the mighty. He exercises his power through, though death, uh, through the death of his creatures. I bear witness that is, there is no God except for Allah and that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the apostle of Allah. Uh, 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 he, uh, uh, his son Musa relates that he uh, tried to say ta'azzaza, meaning uh, exalted and dominant is he, but he could not pronounce it correctly. He tried again and again. Uh, to say the word correctly thereafter he said three times Allah 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 
and his voice then failed uh, thereafter. The tongue having been fixed up in the palate, his soul departed his body. Shah Abdul Qadir left quite a large number of pious and saintly disciples who continued to disseminate his message and uh, fight against the disworldliness of the people and its vices like opulence and luxury, fame and power. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, uh, give him a high rank. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala write him amongst the forgiven of this world and the hereafter. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, give uh, him uh, the best uh, uh, that somebody uh, from the ummah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi one of his heirs and one of his descendants uh, can, can could have given. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us from uh, the, the good that he left behind as well. And Allah ta'ala uh, through our love of him forgive us our sins as well. Uh, and uh, give us guidance as well. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us, inshallah, whoever the Abdul Qadir of this age is, inshallah, give us from the fuyud and barakat uh, of his gnosis uh, through those people. Uh, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, give us from the rahmah that comes down in the presence of such people. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give the fikr of such people uh, to our hearts as well. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give the, the, the tawajjuh of such people to us as well. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, you know, give these people's attuned, uh, attuned hearts, uh, uh, attuned to Allah, uh, uh, their effect to us and uh, uh, their uh, complete lack of care uh, uh, for the material world. Um, may he also give us our share of it in our hearts as well. وصلى الله تبارك وتعالى وسلم على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون والسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين والسلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته